Welcome to the Poetry Questions TPQ20, where we sit down with your favorite authors to talk about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. My name is Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. How's it going, Mr. Collins? Hey, finally get to see what you look like. <laughs> I, I try to hide behind the, uh, the the internet walls as much as possible. Oh, how are you doing today? Oh, you know. Uh... <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's everything's just a mess, and I think like I haven't made any concrete decisions, but like the whole like being asked if I'm leaving Twitter every five seconds is just like oh my god. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, hey, the I'll, I'll say uh, the the hive um, looks like it'll be really cool in about five years. That's exactly what I'm thinking from what I've seen of it. Now, just like you know what, like if I can just lose one password for five years, I'll. Oh my god, I'll, I'll come to it later. I don't think I don't think Twitter's coming to a crashing halt anytime soon. I think it's just a mess right now, and it'll, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We could all just go back to MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Was it tagged? I think tagged was like my my big one. <laughs> I was talking. Who was I talking to the other day? Oh, I was talking to uh, Joshua Bennett about mm-hmm. uh, about poems dot com before it became you know the Poetry Daily. Oh uh, yeah, poems dot com was kind of you know that and Tumblr were uh, were great for uh, you know bedroom poets and those those who uh, who thought it was really cool to toss something on a Tumblr wall. Which hey, I guess I guess the Tumblr is a possibility now again too. So you know, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> we can all run back to the early aughts and the late nineties. We'll be we'll be good to go. Okay. All right. Well, with all that said, uh, thank you for hanging out on TPQ twenty today. Uh, we always like to start off by saying we know who you are. Uh, we've known who you are. The poetry question for uh, let's see, uh, well, we're going to go back a few years, uh, at least three and a half, four years here now. Uh, so, uh, we, we know who you are, uh, but our audience might be new to you. Um, so if you were to give the bio that is not on the back of either of the pandemic babies you released, uh, what would that bio be? Who are you? Uh, let's see. I'm a kid who started writing poetry in high school. Uh, seriously, because I thought, um, freestyle rapping was too hard. And so writing poems was a lot easier. Uh, and you know, like sometimes when you write poems and you're that age, like there might be some girls who think it's kind of cool. So I was that kid. And then I grew up and realized that, um, there's actually something of substance there and something worthwhile and fun. And so now I get obsessed over words and how to put them together. All right. Okay. So I like that though. So, uh, let's start there. You said high school. So what is, what is Quentin Collins like before high school then? What are you, what are you doing then? And what brought you to uh, the discovery of, of, you know, at least your, um, your want to be an MC and your love of the written word instead? You know, the funny thing is I came to poetry kind of like by accident. So in like eighth grade, we had like our little dinner dance, which was like the version of prom for eighth graders. And so I told like, you know, one of my friends was like, oh yeah, I'm going to sing for the talent show that's part of that. And being a good friend, he was, he was like, okay, sing something for me right now. And he's just like, oh God, no, you should not do that. So of course he says this and um, 
I was just way too confident, you know, in the fact that like, no, I'm going to make this happen. It's going to work. And then I get all the way to the auditions and I'm just like, oh man, I can't do this. So I had about two minutes before it was my turn to audition. And I wrote a poem on a piece of paper I just happened to have with me. Mm. And that was what kind of kicked it off was like writing a bunch of like cringy, rhymy love poetry in, in eighth grade. And then like high school was like, okay, like, no, I'm gonna be serious. Like hip hop is really cool. Um, I had like a little inkling of slam poetry because I had seen like death poetry jam on some right. nights my parents were watching HBO and I was just like yeah like that's cool I can do that you know but like yeah but prior to that moment like you know the idea of like writing poetry was just like never something that was in my mind oh. um, if anything I was just trying to figure out like how to survive um, adolescence you know how to like, <laughs> make it to the next make it to the next day I mean like you know I, I, I tell people now like kids kids are so mean <laughs> they're they are mean and they are rough. And I'm just like, you know, like before then I was like, yeah, that was like, how do I get through tomorrow so I can get through the next day and get to this beautiful future where like all the teachers say it gets better and everyone's coming up to you for jobs after they made fun of you. And, and then it's like, you know, hey, that was like, then I had poems and I was like, okay, this is like my space. This is my jam. And, you know, it was like a nice thing that I could kind of turn to if there was like nothing else going, you know, right um yeah it was still cringy in high school too but like you know it was it was it was at least it was trying to reach at something at that point but do you still have all your old uh high school journals oh yeah no i have it all in google drive now i have the the nice. the, the that poem from the dinner dance is oh, still in there no. <laughs> oh yeah it's it, it's it's so terrible I always, um, I always tell people we should do like a you know there has to be at some point a poetry mortified there's got to be a version where we go back through the old notebooks because I have my parents kept and I kept after that all the middle school and high school journals that I put together and everybody talks about like the Tumblr, you know, the Tumblr days or just what's hidden inside your phone notes app like the yes, the, po the poet version of mortified would just be epic. I would love an anthology of that. Right. <laughs> you know it's so funny i remember like the first four lines off the top of my head too and this is how bad it was so it was um you see that girl she's so fly and by the look in her eye i can tell she's gonna be mine or something like that and like <laughs> i thought that was like the hottest thing like out at the moment i was like man little wayne has nothing on me right now and like now i'm just like i sit and i read and i was just like wow wow yeah, you know the crazy thing think about how yeah. far you came from there <laughs> you know, sometimes you, but you read some of that stuff sometimes and you're just like wow i actually like do what i was doing like for like five seconds in some of them right but otherwise it's just like yeah like i'm i'm, I'm just so glad that one like I, I i went through puberty you know like puberty ended and then like <laughs> you know i met some people that kind of you know told me like hey like this is you know what a poem can actually do when you're trying to make it do things so you know it's been an interesting journey uh <laughs> since then i don't know what that you know people say like what would your younger self say if you i was like i have no idea what he would say um <laughs> well i think about it even even at that it's not even that but you're you're the assistant director of an mfa program mm -hmm. with that eighth grade version of you like you took a moment of i can't sing this song so i gotta write this poem and you turn that into a true career like that. The eighth grade version of you must just be just rolling at this point. 
Like what an amazing, like what an amazing <laughs> thing to be like, eh, I'm, got, I'm, I'm scared to do it this way. So I'm going to write something and then I'm just going to learn that that's where, you know, you kind of exist in that world. That's, I mean, it's pretty cool to track down something that you love that early and stick with it. Oh yeah. I think he would love to see the books, but then he would ask me like, so like, are you rich? <laughs> <laughs> and I just get to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 rich in friends and in 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 knowledge. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Friends, right. knowledge, and family. So so the first time you appeared on Poetry Question uh, was with a TPQ five uh, three years ago. So let's see how close we are if we if we're anywhere near the same vein here. So. Uh, for, for listeners, I guess, you know, TPQ five was our daily, uh, like, you know, everybody answered who their top five, uh, poets were or writers were at that time. You answered with Hanif, uh, Erica Sanchez, John Murillo, Ocean, uh, and Gwendolyn Brooks. How close are we to that today? I would say mostly the same, but the things, the list is just, it, it keeps growing which yeah. is the hard part of narrowing it down to five. So um, I think you have my, my good buddy, Daniel B. Summerhill on for this before. And like, I, I love everything he does. Um, so we were at Solstice together as students um, mm. for mostly the same time. And it's really weird when we do stuff together now, it's like, you know, hey, so we're gonna read some poems and, you know, after that we'll do a Q and A. And like halfway through the first person's reading, it's just like, why did why did he pick all these poems that like are nearly the same kind of poems I'm gonna read? You know, and our work has just always been in conversation with each other so much. And so I also just appreciate how hard he works. Um, he very much is in terms of somebody who like just doesn't stop thinking about how the art's moving and what right. he can do with it. Like I I really admire that. So um, you know, he's he's always like that constant, like you know, for, for both of these books, he was instrumental in them, you know, being out in the world. Um, so yeah, like I, I would definitely put him in, in like this list of like inspirations, but also like poetry brother of the, of, of the greatest degree. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always expanding because, you know, I'm always reading new stuff. Um, I've really been digging comics lately. Comics have been... Ooh is so so enlightening um in terms of getting my brain to flex a little bit differently because i think i was like i think i've been reading too much poetry and i really need to read some other stuff and so i've been really digging into it like i've read a, a lot of black panther stuff okay starting with the christopher priest run which was um phenomenal and some of the newer stuff i read one of the sam wilson captain americas i really wasn't it, it's it, I, I like the idea, but it, I don't like the execution. Um, it's 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 a little too much parody about um, you know people thinking things about millennials at certain points. And then um, yeah, you know whatever else I can get my hands on. Like right now, I'm reading some nonfiction um, called "The Choke Artist" by David Yu, and David is um, one of my colleagues at Solstice. And like every time he does a reading, like you know, like you're just going to be crying in tears from laughter because he's hilarious. And so, like, I'm just, like, been kicking myself. I was like, why did it take me this long to get to this book? Because I was like, <laughs> I should have been reading this book when I was writing my first one. Because, like, there's just so much in there that um, um very much reminds me of, like, what I kind of got from Morgan Jerkins and um, hmm. 
this will be my undoing. Where like, you know, talking about this idea of feeling othered in your own community. I was like, I needed, I needed his book and her book, like on the left and the right side, as I was like kind of digging into some of those themes in the first book. But yeah, like I just try to make sure that I'm I'm keeping my brain in in something um book wise um if I can. So like I can always expand, expand that list of like what I love. And I, I think the only other one that's like been really big that I've been telling everybody about if I can is um Wanda Coleman Selected um, that Terrence Hayes put together is mind-blowing. Um, very, I mean, like the I tell people like the thing is like she has this way of like exiting the poem. And if you weren't reading it on paper and someone was just reading it to you and they started reading the next poem without telling you they started, you wouldn't really know where that last one ended. Uh-huh. And then when they tell you, like, oh, it ended right here, it kind of like hits you like a ton of bricks, like, oh. Like, this is why this poem ended so quietly. Um, and that's something I've been trying to, like, figure out for myself. Like, how do I do what she did there where it's like the poem ends and you're just like, wow, like, that kind of didn't go off with the bang. But then, like, you, like, realize that there's, like, five lines up where the bang was. And it's just like, right. all right, trail it, trail it, trail it. And then, like, it hits you, like, right as you're, like, 10 minutes past the poem. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing I've you know, been trying to do and what I've really been like, okay, if people ask me, like, what should I buy? What's a book? And I'm like, okay, start with, I mean, I got, I have friends, I have inspirations, but right. like start with Wanda Coleman, if you can. That's awesome. So I've got to ask, since you are, you know, since you do work at Solstice and Solstice is a, is a program that I respect quite a bit. Um, the MFA argument. Mm. So, you know, it's the it's one of the you know they're like three or four arguments that that Twitter uh, that Twitter always has going, and one of and one of them is you know the is an MFA worth it argument or are you just paying money for a title and academic you know a status of academia, so who are you now versus who were you as a poet before Solstice before you went for an MFA do you feel you know how do you feel you changed as a poet. So I think the biggest thing for me, right, is, you know, I, I get to tell the story to a lot of prospective students. Um, but, and the reason I tell them this, because like I, I always start and I tell people like, hey, like I want to tell you some things. I'm not going to tell you some things because I work at Solstice. I work at Solstice because I have some things to tell you. And one of them is like I was working at a marketing company and like my work week was sometimes 60 hours a week. Um, because if there's a fire with the client at 6 p.m., and you know the article has to get to them i'm staying until 7 p.m to make sure it goes out and so i would go home and i'm just like man i'm 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 beat like i i just i don't really have time um for the writing i'm doing i'm working with other writers in the department where there's like 80 of us in this office who are all writers but like only a handful wrote creatively um only a handful actually had a background in writing because this was at a time where like content marketing, like you can pick up anybody who can write a sentence and teach them content marketing writing back then. And also like I was sending stuff to friends with like, you know, this expectation, like, Hey, we have a Google drive. We'll just like stick our stuff in there. We'll give each other comments. And so like, I would stick my stuff in, they would put their stuff in or give them comments. And then I wouldn't get any comments. And I'd be like, okay, you know, I can work with this but then they wouldn't even put stuff in. And I was like, I need to find a space of people who are, who are dedicated, who are ready, 
who want to kind of push on this because like this is where I'm at right now and I can't wait until you know these people who I'm trying to build this with right now are because hey they're doing their own things right we all have finished undergrad we're trying to find careers and all that so the biggest thing I got out of it is having um, a community of writers that I can rely on right um, I mentioned Daniel because like I said like as soon as as soon as we both were like done it was like a daily text back and forth at least about like submit the book here submit your book here submit your book here uh for my second book like for both of us it was like all right here is a mound of poems <laughs> let me know what you think about the poems let me know what you think about maybe arranging and that's you know something that i can directly attribute to the program and beyond all that like i i understand so much more about writing than i did before and in a lot of ways that i would have never never expected to some ways I was able to even use in that in that old job because the program really did just teach me a lot about like you know how does um how do words the sounds with words and then sentences work not just about how to write good poems so yeah I think that was you know what was necessary for me but like the thing I tell a lot of people though as much as like it might seem counterintuitive to folks given what I do is like there's nothing I learned in my program in terms of like specific pieces of knowledge that anyone else can't learn, right? Mm -hmm. You can read all the books I read. Um, you can find all the information I found on the internet. And if that's like something that works for you, self-study is great, right? Um, but I knew that I needed a structured environment where I was like, okay, this work is due at this time. I need to do this. Also, I have somebody who you know, with the mentorship structure of the program, somebody who's going to sit and say like, okay, I see what's happening in your work here, some suggestions, some suggestions specifically about where you need to read. So like, I would say one of my, you know, I, I work with a lot of people in the program, but like Nicole Therese Dutton was probably one of my favorite for like thinking about really like left field things for your work. So whenever she like gave me a comment on like on my packets, it would be like, all right, so I see what you're doing in this poem. Like one, why aren't you letting the reader? Let's just start there and then we'll come back to that. And now I want you to listen to this song. I want you to watch this movie. Then I want you to go find a lake and stand by it and just listen for a bit. And, um, you know, it's like, it's an approach that some people might be like, what? But like, it's really like this idea of like, hey, like you need to go experience some aspects of the world and that's going to feed, you know, feed the work and then having somebody skilled enough to say like, here's what you need to feed your work um, was something I really got out of the program. But um, for a lot of people, they get that in um, community writing spaces if they have access to it. Like I know when I was, um, you know, grew up in the Chicago area, when I was in the city for undergrad and um, a little bit um, before I moved to Boston, there's, you know, a thriving lit community in Chicago. It's, it's easier to get access yeah. to some of that there um, compared to some other places. Uh, and some people for them that that works, but other people again need the structure. Some people want to teach, you know, and if they want to teach, they need to at least start with the MFA and I respect that. Um, but yeah, like I think like, you know, if you need the, the space where you can say like, okay, I'm going to sit down at this point with people who are also paying money to be here. They're serious about it most of the time because they're paying money to be here like you get what you need that's you know that's it like I don't ever begrudge the threads that are just like you know here's why you shouldn't get an MFA because people some people need to read it well and I think I think you kind of said what a lot of people 
what a lot of people leave out of the argument. A lot of people keep in the argument of, you know, do you need academics to write poetry? And I think you said exactly what people, you know, a lot of people go toward an MFA for. It's that community portion. It's the, you don't know, you don't think that you're going to be, you know, able to have that writing because I have, I've definitely had that exact same writing group. Everybody toss it in this Google Drive and we're going to get back mm -hmm. to it. We're going to meet, we're going to meet every Thursday over, you know, over some margaritas at the restaurant and talk about our writing. And then you just, get drunk and talk about everything <laughs> right else. but like no and i think but that's good I like I, I like that response because it it does it's an accountability partner above all else like it's somebody to have that conversation with and and i mean it's like i i like that that version of it and i like that mentor that mentor idea that it's more than just uh i always tell my students um the difference between criticism and constructive criticism is you know hey quentin this poem sucks is criticism and then hey quentin this poem sucks because but here's what you can do to fix it uh yes. is a is a way better approach to things <laughs> um but it's it's nice to hear like you know there is a some people need a structure uh inside mm -hmm. that and you also said early on like one of the first things you said in your you know in your bio was that you kind of fell in love with words and you wanted you wanted to learn more about what words could do so i like you know followed through with that like you still kind of want to know like the academic side of words is fun for you oh yeah it's it's it's, it's good stuff I, yeah. I mean i think it, it it it'll bore people at a party but like <laughs> i'm just like did you know like if you like research the etymology of every word in your poem you can start tracking where you're having some issues with sound based on where things don't gel in terms of their word origin yeah that's like amazing. that's amazing fact when like you like down like 12 beers and a few whiskey shots people really want to hear that i'm tattooed with grammar rules so like i've got like oxford comma and mla format and like you know old strunk and white rules of like omit needless nice. words like so i get the uh, i get the 6 a.m drunken conversations at a party where nobody wants to hear anything else about semantics or like <laughs> you know let's get super fun um so as we kind of scoot toward toward like an ending point here i want to talk about books with you a little bit because you have two out and you have two in a pretty short amount of time um that came out and they are fairly different in tone um what who are you i always like to ask the who are you questions but who are you from you know from dandelions to now you know when we get to stolen people um are you the same writer that you were in you know late 2019 early 2020 when dandelions comes out and then you know 2022 with stolen people who are you as a writer where is that where do you where have you seen yourself go so yeah the crazy thing about dandelion is it was like my creative thesis for grad school so i by the time i started submitting that i had basically gotten past the headspace for it oh. um and so I ended up working with Monica Prince. We did a, a manuscript swap right after I graduated. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to start submitting, submitted it um, 20 plus times, got 20 plus rejections. And then I went through and did a heavy edit, but the heavy edit was very, um, very tailored and structured, right? It was like, all right, let's, let's tighten up the language. Let's look at all the articles. Do all these articles need to be here? Um, the title wasn't what it is now. Um, do poems need to be moved around? So all of it was very intellectual and I didn't really have to think about like, okay, you dug through some 
some mud to make these poems happen. <laughs> well, the thing is, by that point, too, I was already working on claim tickets and claim tickets. Okay. I would say, while there are some, you know, some poems in there that kind of have some some sentiment to them, um, claim tickets was very much like a heavy intellectual pursuit. Um, and like the idea of like what the the project of the book was itself led a little bit more. And so when I got Dandelion accepted and I was giving free reign to add poems and also some strong suggestions for some subject matter to add, right. I was like, this is, it was just the hardest thing ever because like I had left that headspace two years prior mm. and not only trying to return to that headspace um, for just like the sake of the topics of the poems, but it was like, there's a certain voice at the start of this that I'm like, I just don't know if I can grasp into that um, as much. And so then I get to claim tickets. And again, it's like, it's, it's, it's very intellectual um, for me to think about like, okay, like, you know, the book started as like, here are a list of topics. I want you to inject blackness into this list of topics, go. And that was it, you know, where I, it wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, like, so uh, you have some childhood trauma and then you learn some things and grew to be proud of who you are like let's make that a book where we're just like topic list go uh and so yeah I think that was the the definite shift but the crazy thing is so I have a work in progress right now and I'm digging more back into like hey you have some trauma like turn turn that into something work that into something and so like right now I have like in terms of like second drafts I have probably still 90 pages um of material and I'm still writing on it because I'm like there's gaps that I want to make sure I can fill but like the thing is I started writing all this stuff last year and I was like it was like during the 30 30 challenge where I did the brunt of it wow I think I did like 35 poems that month and I was just like I'm gonna put all these poems away in my google drive and I'm gonna get to them in 2022 and like I just keep telling people I kick myself so much for doing that because like it's the hardest thing ever um, not only because of the fact that my headspace is different, but like some of the poems are trash. And I'm just like, I have to try to do something with them now <laughs> where I'm like, now I'm like, I'm, I'm not emotional about it. I'm just like, I'm thinking because I'm yeah. so detached from it, which, you know, again, it's a, it's a different process. I've done a different kind of process for each book. So yeah, in terms of like, you know, where I started and where I am now, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm weirdly back there, but I think I'm, I'm trying to do something that melds the two, but I think the the challenge for me this time around is like the intellectual pursuit is being layered on top of the emotional pursuit, um, whereas they're not two separate things. And so for claim tickets, I think the intellectual pursuit made it so much easier because I, I have to say that was a very easy book for me to write. Um, so that's much a, easier. That's got to be a good feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and the thing is, look, I, I wasn't in terms of the timing, right? So I I got Dandelion accepted. And Daniel had got his first book accepted. And it was like around the time for October deadlines, you know, the pandemic had just, you know, started that year. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to send it out yet. I think it's ready, but I don't know if I'm ready to send it out yet. And he's just like, look, man, clearly the world might blow up tomorrow. You just need to go ahead and kick it out. Right. And so, you know, the thing is, I only sent it out to six things. I didn't even have a chance to get rejected from anything before I got the acceptance. I was a semifinalist for something else. And so I was like, I thought I was going to hear from that first. Um, and yeah, like, you know, it was kind of like an affirmation of like, okay, like my, what I was feeling about this felt really right. And I was like, man, I really wish I could do that two times. 
so I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe if there's a book for me somewhere, I'll have that. But yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, again, I'm trying to take some stuff that is um, very emotional and like string it to something intellectual. And um, it's really just like, get enough poems, get enough poems to, to, to kind of work with it. And then um, next step is going to be assembling, you know, who's going to be my crew for this book? Um, right. Who's going to help me get it there? And whose books can I help as well? Nice. Well, I love that, and I definitely am looking forward to whatever whatever that happens to be when it hits the stores. Um, who are you reading right now? Then that's getting you excited. Who's out there right now that you're uh, that you're focused on? I know we talked about your your old top five, and we know that Daniel Summerhill's in there now as well. But who else are you reading right now that you're just really enjoying? Yeah, so I've been really digging into Torn A Great House's work. We actually did a reading together at Boston Book Fest a little bit ago. And I was actually like looking at her work before because I was like, hey, a lot of my stuff is dealing with like living with chronic illness. And so like I I was like, who writes, you know, poems about um, living with illness and disability so I can understand like, you know, who's tread the ground I'm trying, I'm trying to step into. So I would say that's, you know, she's definitely someone who's like, hey, I need to read more um of her work um and again i mean i mentioned david you and i've really just been digging the hell out of the choke artist you know nice. um it, it's a it's 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 a great book and it i i just can't even begin to describe how much i'm just like he is a master of like writing secondhand secondhand embarrassment um and <laughs> i think that's the thing it's like i want to inject some humor into some some tough subjects so I'm, yeah. I'm definitely gonna go back for that i mean i will always return to hanif you know i i i love go ahead in the rain i mean that's what actually made me listen really listen to a tribe called quest because i wasn't i wasn't not a fan before i just wasn't really like you know picking up on them yeah. and then i read that book and i was like all right that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna listen listen to every single thing that's in here um I think he also rekindled my love for my chemical romance in his uh, um, first book of nonfiction that I'm like losing the title for right now, but it has a wolf on the front. And um, yeah, I just remember his, his, his section about the black parade and like now it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And I'm just like, when are they going to drop this new album? Cause I really want (laughs) a new MCR album um, in my life right now. So yeah, like, you know, I always, digging back and um looking at specific poems for like okay you're doing new stuff but here's some stuff that you like that you don't want to lose as you go forward yeah awesome well thank you so much for hanging out with me today on tpq20 it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you finally uh i really appreciate your time and i look forward to sending more people your direction uh thank you so much have a great rest of the evening me too, and thank you for the invitation and for everything you do for poetry. I mean, it's oh, it's. Man. I just remember seeing like you know uh, the first account like pop up on Twitter, and I was just like, oh, what's this? And then like next thing I know, I'm just like, I'm all right. Gotta I'm in the place. The, uh, I got to prove the relevancy of poetry in the 21st century. That was the uh, that was the, what my students were trying to tell me to do back then. So you know, I had to do it somehow. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are because I just I, I have like so much other stuff to do. Somebody's oh, got to do it. <laughs> we, I think we both have a lot of fun in this world, of, uh, this weird world of poetry, especially right now as we're all trying to figure out where we're uh, where we're gonna find our, find each other in the uh, in the post Twitter revolution. So. <laughs> all right, ma'am. Have a great rest of the night. I'll talk to you soon.
All right, sounds good. You two take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Poetry Questions TPQ20. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week.